This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. You can text the show on 8.12.15. That gives an extra richness to the mix. Um, follow the show on Twitter and Instagram, at Frank on the Radio, and email the show via the Absolute Radio website. Um, good morning to you both. Morning. And indeed to all our readers this morning. Our new Scottish. Are you all our Scottish, <laughs> Welsh and Irish... Uh, oh, they're, they're all gathered around waiting <laughs> to hear me uh, in Santa. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I did. Um, I genuinely thought it was coming home. That's what I thought, right? Never mind. It was. A, it was a fabulous adventure. Did you? Um, did you cry, Frank? I didn't cry. You know what? My son cried, um, mm. but I um, I knew it said on the menu post-match shepherd's pie, and that <laughs> for me just kept me just kept me above water. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I thought, oh, that's wrong. I was gutted for a you know a couple of minutes. Buzz wow. It's happened to me so many times. I mean, people keep going on about 96. My first example of it that sticks in my mind was like 1970 World Cup quarterfinal. I remember losing that to Germany and going into the garden after on my own and just kicking a little plastic ball around solemnly. And the neighbour said, uh, too late now. <laughs> As if, <laughs> as if if I'd done it earlier, that could have somehow uh, saved the day. <laughs> they were in Mexico, for goodness sake. Lovely Hang sensitive on, people. <laughs> Sorry, wasn't the neighbour implying that you were in training for the next tournament? Well, too late now were? suggested that I was somehow trying to contribute to um, this game that had just slipped away from us. But you do get used to it. I say Buzz absolutely cried. Mm. Um, I think that's forgivable in a child. Oh, yes, in a child. I also... I I respect your stoicism of going, well, there's pie. Yeah, oh, it was tears somewhat as well. It was not disappointing, the shepherd's pie. (laughs) So was the pie laid on by the the FA? Well, on this occasion, in in this um, tournament, um, you might think me and Dave um, get tickets easily, but we've had to do a bit of scratching around. Mm. And... uh, in the previous game, for example, we, we were we were not in any sort of VIP. We went in the um, catch COVID areas. Um, Hang on, were you not? Because Tom Cruise and Kate Moss were on the guest list. They were in the Royal Box. Well, they're were you in the to Royal be Box? fair, they're massive football fans, <laughs> both of them. <laughs> <laughs> and also, um, I mean, for the for the um, Denmark game, Buzz spent a lot of the time standing on the back of the seat in front because there are blokes at football who just stand up regardless of the seating yeah. and they do that thing of slightly yeah. looking around nobody or stand up those blokes you know when you wish you'd got an elephant gone mm. and, <laughs> the, and the morality could be parked for an hour mm. um, but anyway so I had to stand Buzz on the back of the seat now you don't want a shot of Kate Moss doing that with Tom Cruise because he's going to feel <laughs> humiliated <laughs> But it was so we for the final we were in the uh 
the VIP. What was area. the meal? Was that that's a strange? That must have been like the sort of uh, Republican camp with uh, Rudy Giuliani and Donald Trump after the last election. Did it have that feel to it? It had a feel of. I tell you what. I think that they'd gone. Well, interestingly, post the Germany game, mm. it was um, sausages and sauerkraut in the VIP area. <laughs> now that suggested to me that that was not an optimistic caterer. <laughs> No. Because we were talking about Neil Diamond, who's been on our lips for much of this tournament because of his rival song. Yeah. And um, Dave, I didn't know um, that Neil Diamond was Jewish. Dave um, has a list of all the Jewish people in the world, celebrity-wise. And he's known as the Jewish Elvis, Neil Diamond, which I didn't know. Oh, how lovely. And the next day, I sent a, a thing about, I didn't see Neil Diamond at the game and all that, and Dave texted back, um, well, I don't think he'd have liked the sausages and thing. I believe he's kosher. Uh-huh. And I texted back, what about Crackling Rosie? Uh-huh. Which is one of his tracks, and Dave never um, replied. So I was a bit... Uh, a bit miffy. So I've... I pulled him up about it oh, at the did, final. Yeah. I said, oh, I was a bit... I thought that was a good joke, the... Uh, yeah. Oh, no, <laughs> And uh, yeah, he come up with some trumped-up excuse for not replying. I, I pulled him up about it at the final when England <laughs> played Italy. Your priority was why just didn't wanted... you give me sufficient love for that joke? I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm a bloke... I don't look any lumps in the carpet. Do you know what I mean? I like everything nice and smooth and sorted and then I can relax. It was okay. We sorted it out. We're all friends. There's a lot of love there. <laughs> Frank Skinner. For those of you listening on the Decade channels, we just played Life on Mars by David Bowie and, and um, it's so brilliant. You know, sometimes you just play a song and think, I've heard this song who knows how many hundred thousand times, but... Um, mm. I, there's a, a thing that got me through my teens a bit, and that is, oh, man, look at those cavemen go. And I, whenever there was trouble went off in a nightclub in Birmingham, it used to make me feel a little bit superior that I was with David Bowie and yeah. they were the cavemen. Well, um, it's the freakiest show got me through my parents. Well, there you go. <laughs> Perfect. Well, speaking of uh, look at those cavemen go, I was um, witness to the... Um, to the bother at the game. You know what? Fans broke in to the oh. game on the... Well, uh, let me tell you, I was... Silly Billy. There is an avenue of celebrity that takes you into the VIP thing, which is constructed. And I was, I was walking down there. I know. I was walking down there shoulder to shoulder with Mel C. When suddenly the fence started caving in to our right... And, uh, oh, man, look at those cavemen go. And these guys are trying to get... People who hadn't got a ticket, but presumably. And um, it was... I mean, I think me and Mel see, it, see ourselves as sort of down-to-earth celebrities, but we don't want the <laughs> yeah. fence between us and them down-to-earth, literally. You know, you want a bit of... Uh, so it was... Not uh, when they're in that condition. It was a little bit uh, scary, and they were... Obviously, they were, they were on a mission. But I thought... I thought, don't come into the VIP. You're aiming too high. You know, start, work your way up, break into the ground, and then make your way to... Don't go... Don't aim aim at the top tier. 
But it was quite scary. They were um, furious, absolutely furious. They were. Yeah, so we got into the uh, we got into the ground and we looked down from the concourse, and we could see them still bursting in. It was like being uh, Tsar Nicholas at the storming of the Winter Palace. And it was. Uh, it was. Oh God! I'd have, if I'd been out there at that point, I'd have been genuine. It was quite. It was really quite scary. Some very um, men. Why is it always men? Yeah, Mel C would have done some flying kicks. Do I'm you know? I, I think you're right, Al. She's someone you'd want on your side. Yeah, definitely. Cruz. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. Cruz was knocking around as well. Yeah. Would you? He must have picked up some some stuff. I would go Mel C every time, though. Yes, definitely. Well, Mel C could have hit, um, hit a sort of high C and um, maybe brought a, a, a section of floodlight down on them or something right. like that. But, yeah, it was... Uh, oh, I tell you why it was a walk down memory lane. For me. I remember footballs like that every week. <laughs> so, uh, time, you know, things have got better. I mean, fair, fair play. In in the old days when football was like that every week, you weren't potentially being protected by a heritage pop star. No, <laughs> no, that that is true. If someone had said to me, the next time you see football hooliganism, you'll be with a, a member of the biggest girl band in history. <laughs> I mean, How imagine nice that. And as you say, if you're going to pick one, maybe, I suppose, Mel, one, it'd be one of the Mel's if you were looking for protection. Oh, 100. Definitely. I mean, I've got to say, though, Moss, she looks like she's got some, some something in her. I wouldn't want to get on the wrong side of her. Yeah, but we didn't get anywhere near the Royal Box. Oh, did you not? No. no. Okay. Didn't James Hewitt say that once? Oh, in my. T- testament. Good heavens, man. Um... <laughs> Anyway, it was uh, it was uh, it was uh, it was scary, but um, the shepherd's pie I found made up for the whole. All the negatives of the evening were rescued by free the shepherd's meal. pie. Free meal, you're happy. Free meal is always good, but shepherd's pie oh, it reminds me of them school dinners. And I was one of the people who loved school dinners, and me too. Uh, shepherd's pie was it was the jewel in the crown at our school. We've had this in from 815, worst on our worst ever phone-in. Okay. I think you'd ask for those, texting. for example. Don't call, don't call, <laughs> texting. They called it phone-in, but you're okay. absolutely right, it is texting. Uh, last week, Frank asked what their worst ever phone-in question, texting question had been. The one I remember most fondly was from perhaps 10 years ago. Why is life a grotesque pantomime? <laughs> I still haven't heard a good answer. No, well, they don't all. Some of them do fall on stony ground. Sometimes we do ones that never get an answer at all. Okay. And then I, some I of like them. I are... think people are just pondering it. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll still get some answers coming in. If anyone does know the answer to why life is a grotesque pantomime, I'd love to know. Someone went off and did like a philosophy degree so they could send in a really good text. That would be great. And John Hopkins, Frank, has said, uh, having listened to Frank... (laughs) Eton Master. (laughs) Having listened to Frank's story about the storming of Wembley, everything now slots into place. Obviously, those 'er ne'er-do-wells had heard about the never-ending supply of cottage pie on offer shepherds shepherds please in the VIP <laughs> section you can't keep a caveman from his mince and mash no I I, uh, I mean if that was their motivation I would have some sympathy because 
That is the Pavlov <laughs> dog thing. You shouldn't. They shouldn't have dangled the shepherd's pies <laughs> over the side of the wall. Hey, lads, look at these beauties. <laughs> Do you think um, in Qatar in the World Cup when it's? Mm. I mean, I know they've moved it to the winter, so uh, theoretically they moved to the winter, so it won't be hot. Mm. The average temperature, I believe, when it's being played, is thirty degrees. So if Lovely. you imagine what it's going to be. Say on Sunday in um, in in England, it looks like it's going to be there's going to be a lot of thirty degrees. That's how it's going to be for the football. A shepherd's pie will feel it just won't <laughs> fit, will he? No, it'd be wrong. <laughs> you know, and there's probably more shepherds there. I don't know if I'm guessing. Oh yeah, but. Um, yeah, what's he going? Is it going to be like salads and things? You don't yes, want, it you will. Don't, oh no, oh, ice lollies no. maybe. I'm going to do the joke again. World in lotion. <laughs> That's what it will be. That World Cup. <laughs> you can't serve that out at the hospitality. No. A Caesar salad and a twister. Who wants that? <laughs> no. Oh, a twister. Do you like a twister? I do. I don't mind one. <laughs> um, anyway, so um, once again, uh, thank you to our. Um, Irish, well, Scottish fans for coming back this week. You didn't want to listen to that stuff last week. And we did lose, and we did lose on a penalty shootout. Penalty shootout? I think we can generally accept now that um, Gareth Southgate, lovely bloke, but he's just bad luck. <laughs> I mean, that's it's the evidence is there. But um, it, was, uh, it was a good laugh while, it, while we had it. Mm. And I uh, got to talk to Mel C, Shep's Pie, saw some football. <laughs> Um, I'm enjoying this review of your last one. Yeah, that's it. I never thought I'd do it. Got to talk to Mel C, Shepard's Pie. Yeah, it's, uh, that, that's what you want, I think, is that, that kind of uh, summary. And you got to spend a lot of time with quality time with David, which is nice. That was that was lovely. Mm. In fact, we were in a box and it was, the, it was me, Ian and David mm. um, with our cobs, with our lion oh. cobs, which is yeah. really... I find that very wholesome, I love that. That was special. Mm-hmm. In fact, uh, so many great things in my life have been spoiled by England football team. <laughs> Perfect <laughs> moments. But, you know, it's, it's, only, it's only football. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Paul Belisle has said to you, Frank, so you went to the final for Sporty and it ended up being scary. Oh, mm. that's good. And then he said, which I like, I love Boy Lyle for this, reuse 90s Spice Girl jokes is his hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, it was... Uh, I didn't actually go with Mel, so I don't want to start. <laughs> oh, you know, we just happened to... Uh, we happened to be going down the same avenue of fame. <laughs> I think we'd both admit that. We're going down it the wrong way. Am I right? <laughs> Or the right way. I say, am I right? Depending on how you look at exactly, it. Exactly, yeah. Um, I'll tell you something. Um, what was brilliant, though, is on the afternoon of the final, we did a gig. We did a live gig with the Lightning Seeds. No. Um, Where was that? That was Well, that's a very good question, because we got interviewed on the... like This radio guy interviewed us on the stage and he started you know you know what these radio guys are like he started by saying so I'm with um, I'm with uh, Frank Skinner and David Baddiel on stage can you just uh, tell us guys where where are we at the moment and we didn't neither of us knew the name of the place we were at we just got in a car and got out of a car so we said well we're on stage and he said yeah guys where where are we where are what's this place um I didn't know. I didn't know it'd be a quiz. It's a quiz. It's become a quiz. 
So um, that, you shouldn't ask a man my age. He seem quite clueless, doesn't he? Yeah, but don't <laughs> ask a man my age where he is. That's <laughs> cruel. Although, Al, it's very glamorous 1970s tennis player. Not knowing what mm. they always used to say that, didn't they? Because of course they didn't have the Google or the smartphones in those days. Well, it was a club mm. called Two Two Nine. It turned out, which is the boss I used to get to Albury when I was a kid. But we won't go into that. Okay. And um, it was one of those. The band was in there, and there was food around, and there's like. Um, there was no cutlery for the food, so I wanted a, a crisp sandwich, but there was no knives to spread the margarine. So I found a spoon, a big spoon, and I spread the butter on with the spoon, which made it more copious. And then I, had, I actually had two full-on crisp sandwiches before we went on stage. Oh, and, right before. Um, it, pardon? Right before going on. Sorry, yeah, right Al. before. I had to put them in a bowl as well because there was no plate. Can I just interject, Al? It's, it's not the uh, the timing that I object to here. Oh. I mean, is this quite... Well, well, Al, it's quite a strange choice. Would you not... I well, mean, was, was anyone a, looking at you when you did There wasn't an array. I don't need to... Th- there wasn't Shepherd's <laughs> Pie, you know. It was, it was mainly yeah. um, drinks, you know. Drinks like you know, like drinks what men drink, you know, alcohol, and I couldn't have any of that. And so, I had um, two Chris, I had one, and it was so you know, you have one and it's so good, and then you have another one, and it's still really good. Do you remember those gold bars, those chocolate things, gold bars? Oh, yeah, and you'd have one and think that was brilliant, and after halfway through the next one, you'd be sick, but it wasn't like that with the crisp sandwich. So we went on and Jeff Hurst introduced us, Sir Jeff Hurst. And then he came. Uh-huh. Uh, we were doing the song. The crowd were absolutely rocking. They had shirts on, um, flags and all that. And I looked in the wings and there was Jeff Hurst, like sort of, you know, slightly bopping. So I called him on stage and he danced with us. I saw a Ooh. clip of this. He was a sort of uh, a, a best figure in your... Mm. Yeah, he was, yeah, but it was that. Now, when I look back on the Euros, that, I think, is the moment. That and um, and Harry Maguire's penalty going into the top corner with such force that it was like a cartoon penalty. But that that, that dancing with Jeff Hurst on stage was, uh, was pretty... And I got to totally grill a man from Camelot. More news later. <laughs> <laughs> it, wasn't, uh, it wasn't one of the nights. Don't get panicky. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Yeah, so I, I, this this the gig that we we did with the Lightning Seeds was sponsored by um, Camelot, and so I got to meet like one of the big Camelot boss guys. I got to ask him all my Camelot questions. What did you like, say? You know, to why him? are there never any reruns of the lottery show? Yeah, you yeah. never see it on day. If you know, they've just got the the old lottery shows. Good on question. There. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, can you we imagine were how often you get? Sorry to interrupt, but can you imagine how often? You know how breakfast TV presenters always go. Oh, what time do you have to get up? Then what time do you go to bed? Imagine how often he gets people making jokes about. Oh, what are next week's numbers? Can you? Oh, oh yeah, so, I didn't so, do that. Obviously, I, I was worried you had. No, I and I asked him. We talked about the whole. I tell you what, I did. I forgot to mention the um, the top hat stipulation that I came up with. In case you're a new reader, my theory is because, like, rich people, like, you know, celebrity people, rich people, you know, like Duncan Ballantyne, people like that, you recognise them, you know they've got money, whereas 
um, you can choose to go a bit anonymous if you're uh, a lottery winner, which seems wrong to yeah. me. I think you should have to wear a top hat for the rest of your life in order to get the money, and then people I'd know what they're dealing with. that you'd put that forward. I'd yeah, forgotten. but I forgot to mention it to him. Otherwise, that could have been um, that could have been canon law by now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we talked about the rollover phenomenon, and I wanted to check that. The idea that if there's a rollover week, it, about four times more people buy lottery tickets. I've, that's always been one of my great insights into human nature, that people think, <laughs> I, I couldn't be bothered to get one to win five million. Mm. But if it's 17 million, yeah, I'll, I'll go down to the paper shop. And, it, mm. and I was checking that. It's absolutely true. The numbers zoom up. So it was an interesting insight into the... And he had a hat with, like, balls going up in the air on little jets of thing, which I like it when people... Really? Yeah, it was like a little corporate That's there. Great. And his car outside had got the same thing on the top of the... on the roof thing. Oh, like a, yeah. Real um, company man. Yeah, I, lo- I loved him uh, for that. I'll tell you something I discovered, by the way, on the Neil Diamond front... Did you know that Neil Diamond wrote Red Red Wine? Oh, oh I knew it on. was a cover, but I didn't. I did not. I did I not thought, know that. See, when I first said it, it was like a reggae number that people used to play at school. You'd be forty. Well, you know things like there used to be some skinhead girls in our class who played reggae stuff in break time. You know, girls that wore monkey boots. Do you remember monkey mm. boots? Mm-hmm. And. Um, I thought it was from that, but Neil Diamond, I mean, respect. Um, Red, red wine, I don't know if you've ever had red, red wine. It's much redder than red wine, Mm -hmm. noticeably redder. (laughs) And what would would make me happy is, you know, did we talk about um, most embarrassing, I can't remember if we talked about this or not, most embarrassing rewrites of lyrics for adverts. Oh, did we? Oh, yeah, well, yes. Because and I think I pointed out to you my worst, which is everybody, oh, yes. yeah, chicken sides. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> and mine was those um, crackers that were crumbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> but I wondered. I would love. I would love it if Neil Diamond bought out red, red it. For the um, oh, Reddit. For, for Reddit, that wouldn't have, just to hear him doing that with like the proper voice and everything. Red, red, it Ooh. helps me to express myself. Anyway, go on. I'm just going to say, I'm quite surprised. Uh, I wouldn't have pictured the punks going into the off license saying, Do you have any Merlot, please? Mm. Red wine? I, I can't really remember what punks drank. Probably some bodily fluid thing. <laughs> or big, spit, big spitters. This is Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with uh, Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. Text the show on 8.12.15. Many of you have. We'll be talking about that in a second. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio or email the show via the Absolute Radio website. I went a bit towards the end. I went a bit Melvin Bragg. Well, we were discussing uh, what should we do with a drunken sailor off air during the break. And uh, Frank and I both discovered we sing the lyric, Frank... 
And what should we do with the drunken sailor? A lie in the morning. Yes. Erli, yeah. the use of Erli has always slightly irritated me. That we all just accept. We just adopt the pirate vernacular. We don't for any other parts of the song. I don't know if they're pirates, are they? I think they're just seafarers. Oh, yeah. OK. Fair enough. I like Erli in the morning. I'm on the wrong side of the law there, Emily. <laughs> I think um, Erli in the morning is, one, is what we should use that's the sort of the bill matter for this show, the Frank Skinner show. <laughs> Open brackets, Erli in the morning. <laughs> but imagine if I just started incorporating Erli into my everyday lexicon. Okay, well, know. I'm going to get their Erli. So, yeah. and people said, oh, yeah. why are you. Yeah, using- phoning up and saying, sorry, I'm a bit um, Erli. But uh, <laughs> you're a bit what? I'm a bit Erli. <laughs> Um, yeah. Bring back early, I say. I, I'm like, I think, yeah, early in the morning, it's it's good. Mm, okay. And rises. You would, you Can I just say, out while, oh, while, while we're on it, that when I was at school, which is obviously <laughs> before you guys, but we used to have, the, the teacher would put the radio on. There was a radio show that we used to listen to. So I don't, I don't know if there was any record. I don't know if recording was a possible thing when I was at school. <laughs> and um, I think, didn't Hitler develop the tape recorder? Didn't he put a lot of money into Anyway, that's, I don't want to hold that against the tape recorder. Um, but there used to be a programme and it used to be English folk songs and we would all <laughs> sing along to them, the kids. So we would all, you know, Oh, Brother James, have you heard the decree? Lily Bolero, Bull and Allah. It was all, it was all that stuff. And we uh, sat in a West Midlands school and sang these old traditional fun. I'd forgotten about that completely. Oh. There's anyone out there who's uh, old enough to remember, did you sing English traditional folk songs <laughs> at school? The radio as well was like this. It was like a, just a piece of wood with like a hole in the middle with like a speaker gauze, whatever the stuff that... What's the stuff that cause? I'm calling it a speaker gauze as if that's absolutely the term for it. The stuff on the front of a speaker oh, that lets no. the sound I out. I call them the sort of the abdication radio. Yes, exactly. It's one yes. of those. Yeah. One of those. Or, um, I, you know, I spoke this morning with the German <laughs> Chancellor. Um, and he recorded the whole thing with his crazy new tape recorder te- technology. Um, yeah, but we, we, so I actually accidentally, I know uh, lyrics to a lot of early English folk songs. Erli, Erli. Erli, sorry, Erli. Oh, man, have I let myself down. You've let the pirate community down. Yeah, sorry, yeah. they're not pirates. <laughs> they're not pirates. Seafarers have established that. <laughs> There might be some pirates, you know, ex-pirates, reformed. Um, they just, you don't get pirates, they don't, don't get up early in the morning. <laughs> they like uh, a lion. I'm imagining them with, uh, you know, the hook hanging out of bed and people getting up for a wee and getting the clouds caught on somebody's hook. And, oh, nightmare. Frank Skinner. I always think that we should uh, reward the readers when they give us good information if it's interesting oh God, yeah. about stuff we've been talking about. Oh, we always about. say radio, funny or interesting, not necessarily in that order. <laughs> well, Most um, radio, neither. That's much what we I always say. Um, <laughs> we were discussing the song Red Red Wine uh, a little while ago, and um, you brought up the fact that Neil Diamond wrote it. Mm, don't tell me that uh, was wrong. 
No, it's true, oh, okay. I believe. But um, 599 has texted, Tony Tribe released the Scar version of Red Red Wine oh, in 1969. Okay. okay. Is this some Mark Lamar yeah, that's, radio that's 69, <laughs> yeah. that's exactly my school. Oh, dear. Sitting, talking to, you know, the girls... Uh, in their monkey boots, exactly 69. And they, they loved that sort of... Uh... I'm trying to think of some other ones that they played that were... Because a lot of it was quite rude. It was rude. Mm. So you can't you can't do it on air. But, um, um, yeah. And we've also heard from 047 who says, uh, Hey, guys, I know that Neil Diamond wrote Red Red Wine. Mm. He announced it as his reason for not singing Love on the Rocks. To say it was a huge disappointment is an understatement. Hearing ND sing Love on the Rocks live was on my bucket list. Mm. I don't bother with the rest. He ruined everything. <laughs> but, I don't, but I don't understand why he'd say, I can't, uh, I can't sing um, <laughs> Love on the Rocks tonight because I wrote Red Red Wine. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> what, what's, what does that mean? That's like when I went to see uh, live wrestling and they said Klondike Jake can't be here tonight because he's in Glasgow. <laughs> That's not, an, that's not a reason, is it? Surely you could do Love on the Rocks and Red Red Wine. Yeah. Was, it suggest, was he worried that people might think he was suggesting it was OK to have ice cubes in your wine? Oh, I mean, he really? overthinks. I've always said he overthinks stuff, Neil. Do you know it's, his, yeah. it's my big issue with him? Big fan yes. of his, but he's an overthinker. He's an overthinker. I met him once, you know. I met him in the uh, makeup room at the Des O'Connor show. <laughs> Worked for them all. Yeah. <laughs> 1980s anecdote. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's 90s. It's 90s, I think. I know, but it sounds very and It's very, it's very friendly. Little did we know we'd be arch rivals in the future. Who could have possibly <laughs> predicted that? In fact, I think Russell Grant was on the same show and not a peep from him about it. <laughs> I mean, that you think would have been a glaring thing in his crystal ball. What are we calling this sort of uh, when songs, I don't want to use the word sell out, but uh, lend themselves to ads? We have some examples from our readers. Okay. Um, When money kills music, we'll call it. (laughs) Lovely friend. So you were talking about when people allow their songs to be used for adverts and thus forever destroyed. Yeah. Ultra Magnus, one of our regulars. Oh, yes. Oh, shut up with your Facebook. Joe Dolce. Oh, shut up with your Facebook. That's made up, (laughs) isn't it? That didn't happen. The great thing about that is it would be Facebook who were disgraced (laughs) and not not the song. Well, this is people's ideas for their fantasy. Oh, they're making it up. Oh, okay. No, I I don't think he's trying to fool us. No, I was trying to think of actual examples when you've heard a song and thought, oh, I wish they hadn't done that. He's suggesting shut up your Facebook. (laughs) (laughs) That would have to be, as you say. Can you imagine Mark Zuckerberg (laughs) saying, look, I was in the car this morning and uh, this song came on and I thought, this is it. This is exactly... I met met Mark Zuckerberg, a bit 1920s uh, theatrical (laughs) promoter in a black and white film. But, you know, it's an American accent. You know, I only really do one and that's uh, Wild West old-timer. But I can't have Mark Zuckerberg saying, see you guys, you know, what Facebook needs, Sheriff? It doesn't, I mean, it doesn't make any sense. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. 
I'll tell you what I'm really not liking on the telly at the moment, by the way, is mm. they've taken the go compare man. <laughs> oh, and yeah. they've made oh, him a sort they've tried to make him a sort of three dimensional character. So you get like oh. the bloke that plays him yeah. talking about his actual singing career. And there's even a split screen where he talks to the man in the big pointy um, moustache who sings Go Compare. <laughs> And they talk about it and they sing Go Compare in a, with a different melody. Yeah, I don't like I'm that. glad you've brought this up. They're trying to make <laughs> it poignant. I mean, it's Go Compare. It's a silly, it's a bloke with a moustache going, Go Compare, that's what it is. I don't want to know his backstory. What's this method Go Compare acting? <laughs> I'm sure I once did a corporate event where that guy came up and asked if he could get up and sing. Shut and, up. And then did his Go Compare song. Well, there you go. He, he gave them what they want. There's nothing, I know that's frowned on nowadays, but... It, but he wasn't it, paid. He just did it. Of course he wasn't paid. Wow. Oh. He wasn't paid. Perhaps he was just carrying out some sort of comparison with another. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you know you met a Go Compare man the early years. I've uh, I've worked with him all. Me. <laughs> I I think we've all worked with him. I think we were at a um, Sony Award radio thing ah. where he he was presenting an award and Chris Evans got him to sing Go Compare. Mm. Ah. In a slightly obviously slightly school bully way. <laughs> Right. Um, <laughs> but now, oh yes, I'm also a singer. We, we you know what? You mean adverts? Are we going to have other adverts where people are saying, "Yeah, I don't. This is not all I do." I'm. Yeah, well, I know that. But you know, the fourth war, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up about who you actually are. You're, you're the go get... compare bloke. Go compare. That's get... you. <laughs> We're going to get adverts about the Meerkat's original career. Yeah, we're going to get the Meerkat <laughs> sitting around in, like, a green room. In a smoking jacket. Saying, yeah, you know, I, when I was um, back on the tundra, I used to... <laughs> who cares about it? You know, you know not, not in a velvet jacket, in, like, a T-shirt and tracksuit bottom. <laughs> this is... It's a world of adverts. We accept that you're playing a role. Yeah. What you don't understand is we don't care what's behind it. We don't need your textured, complicated no. backstory. And talking to yourself as the go compare man. I mean, it's it's getting like Hitchcocky and <laughs> do the uh, Mike Baldwin. Uh, Johnny Briggs played him in Coronation Street, and as he once advised my mother about acting. You turn up, you say your lines, you get paid, you go on. Yeah. Mm. Thank but you. But in adverts, surely <laughs> even more so. Yeah. I mean, it's unbelievable. May I share with you the thoughts of Ian Stewart Dootson, one of our regulars? Mm. Morning, Frank, Divine Miss Eminel. Is Erli what you get if you mention Martin Bashir to Charles Spencer? Praise reluctantly redacted, including love the show and keep up the good work. Oh, oh, that's good. Isn't Come it? on, that's good. That that's excellent. Don't give me that little eye. Yeah. Oh, you really do, do people still do the the glad eye? Used to Whoa. say, I think that I think that woman just gave me the glad eye. I think that's kind of God. It's the idea that there was some frisson between you. Oh man. Um, and there was the the dead eye was if somebody gave you the real you know the cold mm. classy. Oh, you don't skin. want to get that off anyone. No. You don't want to get the dead eye from uh, from anyone. But the earl eye, I could really. The earl eye is. Uh, I would. Uh, I'd very much like to get that from Spencer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <I got> <laughs> and then there was the time that I when I first began singing. Yeah, sure. 
Get out! <laughs> Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. Absolute radio. Frank, may we return to some of our previous correspondence? Oh, yes. I always... Uh, I think if when people write about previous shows, it always gives, it gives the whole thing a sort of organic unity. <laughs> I agree mm. wholeheartedly. Mm. Mm. We've had some correspondence, haven't we, Al? Yeah. We, we've <laughs> had... Carl got in touch. Do you remember we were both discuss- we were all discussing the younger slash junior construct? Oh yes, uh, Sammy Davis Junior, uh, Harry Connick Junior, was it? Yeah, we were talking about uh, f- f- the rare occasions when you know the senior is like George Bush and all, all the various connota- all the various Harry connotation juniors mm. around it mm. as opposed to the third or the second yeah exactly mm. well this is what we're saying because they don't have titles bless them the, well Leon Wainwright the third who's a, a, a singer I've always liked his son is Rufus Wainwright he's yeah. completely eschewed the third the junior the, well, he'd be the fourth presumably and he's, he's, he, he didn't want any of it Wouldn't well he would love- he though if his name's Rufus rather than Loudon Oh, I see. Yes, that's a very good point. Mm. The third. I mean, can you imagine if you were a descendant of the one of those old families like the Duke of Norfolk? The third. Ha ha. That's what they probably say to them. But I like. Um, I like. You get names like Molly Connolly's M- <laughs> mummies by the third and stuff like that. <laughs> so we have. Uh, Carl has been in touch. Further to the conflab in last week's show around the topic of junior or younger, I happened across a great example. The legend that is Sir Michael Caine was actually christened Morris Joseph Micklewhite Jr. Oh, a was A fine he? example, I'm sure you'll agree. So- they don't put the junior on your birth certificate, do they? No. Well, there's a question. Eight, twelve, fifteen. <laughs> How do you like them apples? Rich Morgan, uh, footballer Emlyn Hughes, was married to Barbara and had a son and a daughter, both named after him, Emlyn Junior and Emmeline. Ah, Emmeline. that's good, isn't it? It used to be I a like thing because it's sort of it's uncreative <laughs> in that it's the same name, but it's also creative in that they've made up a like a same name version, Emma Lynn. Yeah, and he, if he'd have married a Native American woman, he could have used this crazy horse nickname that he was he was known as. <laughs> <laughs> Endless um, possibilities for Emily. Oh, he dear. always spoke highly of me. In fact, he always spoke highly. Okay, lovely. Yeah, great player, though. Mm. Great. He was great. On, I believe he was on one of my favourite shows in the seventies and eighties, The Superstars. Was he on? That? I think of him on Question of Sport. He was, oh, but he I'm was sure he was on, on it. Frank, no, you know who I'm getting? I might be getting confused because my favourites on that were Brian Jacks. Oh yes, mm-hmm. do you know Brian Jacks? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Thanks, for, Thanks the for the tip. And Lynn Davis, maybe. No, Lynn. Lynn Davis, the Welsh long jump. Lynn the Leap, as oh, he was known. Huge fan of Lynn's oh, work. Oh, man. I mean, Lynn the Leap. What a fantastic <laughs> nickname that was. Mm-hmm. Happy. So yeah. have, have we heard from uh, the outside world? Oh, in yeah. various times. Mm. Uh, 
six through eight has uh, sent a message that I think gives you the benefit of the doubt. Hi, Frank. I think you can be forgiven for not knowing Neil Diamond was Jewish, as he used to have a Christmas special every year. Oh, well, you know, but uh, <laughs> I think that's all right. Um, no, I, 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 I didn't know, but Dave's very up on those things. Mm. Um, and eight, uh, sorry, six, seven, seven... Uh, we were talking about um, songs that get used in adverts in a kind of a ruining the brand way. Mm. Mm. Oh, hang on. My um, screen appeared that. Oh. Wow. Ah. Some technical difficulties with our uh, man... <laughs> man uh, Do you want to take over? Why oh. Al sorts that out? What oh, about this? Well, what about this? Like a tag team. Oh, no, Al's oh, back. Oh, he's back. Oh, well, uh, do you know that was so exciting? It was like election yes. night. Quite um, <laughs> trepidatious at this end. Oh. Uh, dear Frank and team, I recall that Sting was livid and initiated legal action against a deodorant ad that used Don't Stand So Close to Me back ah. in the 80s. Oh, was he livid? I like Sting was livid. Sting is absolutely livid. He's probably waiting for someone to use oat cakes, oat cakes. He used that one, no one, every day. Uh, uh, phones his agent. Uh, look, Paul, uh, is there any, uh, any offers on the oat cakes for advert? No. <laughs> Nothing from Kipling. Have you tried Kipling? Uh, no, you'd think that. I mean, that would have been slapped. I don't know who makes oat cakes, but there must be people who, uh, who do it. <laughs> Oh, yeah, there must. Nothing, no, nothing from any caterers. I can't, can't even believe it, man. Oh, yeah, um, Ian, Ian Angle, a regular correspondent oh, yes. for the show, oh, yes. has, uh, has asked the question, when events organisers are choosing between Frank and Alan to host, do they go on comparethecompare.com? <laughs> Um, mm-hmm. I suspect oh, they probably do it on a fee band thing, and I'm not sure we uh, we overlap. Don't you there. hate? Well, you know when they do well. those, there, there are things called public speakers websites yes. which they put out, and these have yeah. nothing to do with anyone. And you suddenly find even minnows like me get mentioned on there, and they've got a rate for me. Which mm. I know nothing about. Really? I don't know these people. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, um, you have it as well, Frank. We all have it. Oh, yeah. Anyone, everyone has it. I can hear mm. people saying this to their friends to justify <laughs> their cameo uh, <laughs> profile. No, I didn't know anything yeah. about it. But there's a video of you doing it. <laughs> no, I don't know where they've got that from. <laughs> yeah. The would look, you, look, would surely you go the go compare man is on cameo. Oh, do you think he is? I I'm going to find out. Probably, like for celebratory things in his um, in his go compare uh, evening suit and sticky thing, and then for things like uh, maybe funerals and does he does it as himself and sings Ave Maria. What would you do if you saw if you woke up tomorrow morning? Yeah, early oh, in let's, the morning. You know, fingers crossed. <laughs> early in the morning, and you saw I'd put myself on cameo advertising my services. To sing a version of, uh, it said, Frank Skinner, sidekick, singing her version of Football's Coming Home. Would you call me and say, I, I think I don't think you should do this? I, I, I don't think you should be using uh, your your dog in that sort of spit the dog <laughs> way. Making it, and they've put that actual spitting sound on him. I think you've gone. You've gone to look. I don't know. I, you know, we've all got to. We've all got to live. We don't all get free shepherd's pie. It's true. I don't knock anyone from making a living, but um, okay. 
I do actually, I do sometimes, <laughs> but mainly off air I do it. I think that's my that's my point. This is uh, Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. Text the show on 81215. Uh, we love that. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio. We love that. Email the show via the Absolute Radio website. Please, can I talk to you both about Richard Branson and Elon Musk? Oh, yes, the picture. That picture. Mm. That dress. <laughs> it's very that dress. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, we should say, for anyone who wasn't aware, Richard Branson had, he had a huge week. Oh, well, he's been into sp- space. Um, he went to space. You sounded like one of his neighbours. He. He's been into space. Or has he? We'll come to oh, that. Yeah. We'll come to that. But he's been up on one of his uh, little spaceships. <laughs> <laughs> I'm imagining it's a small, it's like a Fiat 125 with a bobble on the top and you can just see him sitting in it like when you get an alien in a cartoon. It's just that Richard Branson in his jeans sitting what, there. What, it was 53 miles, Frank, was it, above Earth he went? Quite high, to be fair. Well, exactly, what do planes go? Maybe seven if they're lucky? Five? Is that right? Seven. I only really know it. They only ever Good say knowledge. it in... Um, is it me? Well, I'm working at 36,000 feet, isn't it? They always say they're cruising at an altitude. Well, I went... It's about five to seven feet, When I, I was say. on uh, Concord. Oh, here we go. Michael Winter. The sky <laughs> looked a bit different. It looked a bit spacey. Oh, this was before spacey was cancelled, obviously. But it looked <laughs> a bit... It had sort of dark, dark edges to the sky, and I wondered if that was because we were higher than your average... Uh, yeah. Mm. What that would be a good slogan, higher than your average plane. Yeah. Uh, Yogi Bear might it's usually th- it's feet. Yeah. Incredibly it's feet, isn't it, they mention. Yeah. Thirty five thousand that's a recruit in at thirty five thousand feet. Who would have thought <laughs> at school, my kid, I heard this on homeschooling, they said if you're gonna measure um like uh, 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 between Paris and um Berlin, would you measure it in inches or kilometres or blah? And, and the idea is they obviously they use big units. Whereas you get on a plane, thirty five thousand feet, it's like footballers. How much a week rather than how much a year? You always yeah. Mm. Anyway, yeah. That's Al, that. Al approves of the big units, don't you? I do. Al is a big unit. <laughs> well, there you go. Not unit, unit. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> All right, I'll calm down. I'm, I'm not actually either, but we'll go with it. Okay. okay. So, so according to NASA, I think that is just about high enough. He's just made it over the line. Not according to is that Jeff. Term? Yeah, not according to Jeff Bezos. Now, Jeff Bezos. The Amazon creature. No, yeah. So he's, I, I just need to get all these people. Um, obviously, Richard Branson is virgin stuff. He's a billionaire. Yeah. And Jeff Bezos. <laughs> is that, is that a, a bit like that. Come on, it's a name <laughs> I hear. I don't really know what he does. He's Mr. I, Amazon, is he? Oh. I think the more surprising thing is that you're surprised that Frank says Jeff Bezos. What, what does everyone else like, say? I'm so unsurprised by what that. What does like, everyone it's else say? So <laughs> I mean, Jeff Bezos is getting involved in what's Star he Wars. called? What's he called? Bezos. <laughs> I had, I, I, let me tell you about 
I had a I had a pronunciation. I was picked up on a pronunciation this week by the popular comedian um, Michael McIntyre, <laughs> and I think I won. But we'll we'll come to that. There's there's your there's your cliffhanger. <laughs> So, meanwhile, over in space... Yes, yeah, so there's right. a thing. There's a, fi- a thing that's a bit further on than um, the Richard Branson line. went. The Carmen line. Mm. I say right. it like I know. I've only heard of it this week. Do you bit- think Elon Musk would have been to the Carmen line? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'd have thought that was that be the name of his, um, his little... Um, Re- retreat in uh, Suffolk. He doesn't have a little anything. Actually, okay? he doesn't. Well, we we don't um, know that. Oh, thanks. Didn't know you knew him so well. <laughs> We've got. If we I just... did, can I say? If I did know Elon Musk, I don't think you'd be friends. This is with one him. for our older readers, but the deputy dog used to be a very popular <laughs> um, thing. And at the beginning, he was chasing a character called Musky, and he said, "Just a dog, oh minute there, Musky." <laughs> and I would just wouldn't be able to resist saying that to Elon Musk all the time. Yeah. I come mm. over and I just uh, came over. Oh, Elon! Just a dog all minute there. <laughs> he, like Elton John told me that he went to Brian Wilson's house. Oh, yeah. And Brian Wilson said, um, I've only got, um, I know you guys like tea, I've only got coffee. Hope you don't mind. Hope you don't mind. Hope you don't mind. <laughs> oh. And then he'd say, Can we go into the lounge? Because I can't really use that room because the, hope you don't mind. Hope you don't. I just kept oh. doing it. <laughs> that's like, I love Brian Wilson. That's like when you had the, that's uh, funny. Di- well, no, but Al, when Frank had dinner with Eric Clapton, Mm. Oh, yes. And he kept saying to no, no, no. Oh, Yeah, that was awkward. that was that was a bit awkward. Mate. I went to the toilet and I obviously I dropped my guard in the toilet and I was as you can imagine, as I walked back, I was just going, yeah, do little and he said don't do don't do that. <laughs> oh. Anyway, okay. nice bloke. So we should explain why yes. the uh, the Elon Musk and uh, um, <laughs> Richard Branson and photo exists because oh, before yeah. they were before Branson was going to fly into space, he got a picture of himself taken with Elon Musk, who I believe is in Branson's kitchen at three mm. thirty in the morning with his shoes and socks off. Mm. Mm. And is any of that normal in your guys' lives? Are you lives? saying because there's no heel on Elon? <laughs> <laughs> I just now, find it a very weird thing that Branson's got a big flight the next day and he comes downstairs and Elon Musk's in his kitchen. Well, it's 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 really I, is I don't still want up? Elon Musk. I mean, I don't, does he do this regularly? I don't want to come down to my kitchen and find Musk padding around barefoot. Look, if... if if Kath, my partner, came downstairs at three o'clock in the morning and I was with someone barefoot in the kitchen, the they just dropped in would not work as an excuse. That's all Unless it was Easter time, maybe. Perhaps they were treading some grapes in Richard Branson's <laughs> garage. <laughs> well, he there was a lot of shade thrown as well. Of course, Elon, Elon doesn't leave much of a footprint. <laughs> oh, very good. <laughs> We need to talk about the kitchen cabinets. Well, this, incredibly, a man flies into space and the big story <laughs> of the week is that he's, is his kitchen cabinets and um, the shortfall of a billionaire's kitchen. Yeah. We'll come to that after this. Frank Skinner. 
Absolute Radio. I was telling you about... Um, I um, referred to uh, COVID. Hmm. And Michael McIntyre said to me, do you say COVID? And I said, <laughs> yeah, what do you say? <laughs> he said, I think everyone else says COVID on the planet. I said, yeah. oh, okay. And he said, do you actually know what it means? I said, well, I know what it is. He said, no, but do you know what it's, where the word comes from? Which I didn't. Do you know this? Oh, well, he's, he's oh. a smart cookie on these matters. <laughs> I think uh, I've been I, told, but I... Um, it yeah, comes I from... I it's an abbreviation of coronavirus oh, disease. Yes, that's it, yeah. Right. COVID. Yes. And I said, but you don't say coronavirus. Mm. You say coronavirus. Mm. And uh, right. he said, oh, my God. <laughs> You're right! You're right! <laughs> he said. And uh, that was the end of that. So, you know, be careful with your Jeff Bezos. He yeah. laughs last. Laughs Good longest, point. apparently. Jeff Bezos. Okay. Uh-huh. So we have. We should say. We were. Let's cut back to Richard the photo. Branson. Okay. Elon Musk, barefooted Musk, mm. creeping around Branson's t- floor tiles. Which were lino. This is the point. What happened, the reason Branson went viral, it turned out, was not because he flew into space on his little spaceship. No, that's not enough these days. It was because his kitchen was horrible. <laughs> OK? I think, I think the modern phrase is something like hashtag house barrassment. Oh, oh house barrassment. Oh. It was just, a, it, was not, it wasn't what I expected. There was a great, there used to be, I was still, still in fact, a shop in Birmingham called World of Pine. <laughs> and um, I am a big fan of the world of shops, the yeah. world of leather. <laughs> But oh, World you're a of big Pine. Fan of World of Leather. World of Pine. Great, <laughs> oh, he loves that. Uh, great prices. But you wouldn't think that would bother, um, uh, you know, someone like Branson. He looks like he's gone to um, WOP <laughs> and um, picked up his kitchen suite. I mean, I haven't seen anything like that for some years. The last time I saw a kitchen like that, I think, was in the programme Family Ties with <laughs> Michael J. Fox, which was in the 90s. It was one of the... And the floor, Frank, was primary school dining hall floor. It was that blue brown lino. What's going on? I love I've one got of my a theory. Go on. Go on. I think a lot of people are being very sniffy, particularly about the kitchen cupboards, but they don't realise that the doors actually open by sliding like the Virgin Train toilet doors. I think that's the thing. <laughs> oh, that could be. Well, I, I've always said one of my the sounds that reminds me of my childhood is dog's toenails on linoleum. <laughs> it's a lovely sound. And um, by the way, at 8, 12, 15, if you know any other world of... Shops. <laughs> I'd like to. You, I, we, you cannot. We're not including Derek Acora's World of Spirits because that's not actually a shop. If you were, if you, if you were a spiritualist, what would your consulting rooms be called? Oh. I'm thinking uh, friends in high places. What do you think? <laughs> oh yeah, good. I mean, I don't know if Derek had consulting. He's no longer with us. Is he? He's, um, He's no, gone he's over. passed over to the other side. To the yeah, other side, God, yeah, God bless him, but I should think he's got... At least he's amongst friends.
Did you notice there was a uh, world's best billionaire mug on the uh, <laughs> on the kitchen side? I was wondering if Jeff Jeff arrived with it. Not Jeff. Who was it? Elon. Elon arrived, or whether it's Richard's own thing. I wish he'd had things oh. like that. I have noticed though, is if I'm I'm not a social media person, but. Um, people on radio I, what I love about Isn't radio it? is it's a non-visual medium but everyone on radio wants it to be one so they're always doing videos and photos to put on our social radio social radio thing. so mm-hmm. whenever I'm on it there's always comments from people saying oh what's that picture on your wall that's all people just study the background mm. Mm. it's Doctor Who fans for you isn't it yeah like, where that's you get it toys that's it yeah you've got the uh, the Masters TARDIS um, <laughs> etc whereas um, I'm going to go back to I think the smoky paper background it used to get in high street photographers you know oh. that <laughs> just that then you, the that, school photo that will I call it very uh, graduation clutching your degree as well well, That'll stomp them. Who was the politician that it turned out had two kitchens? Was it? Um, it was Ed Miliband, wasn't it? Was it was Ed Miliband, wasn't it? Yes. I believe Is there it a was. possibility that Richard Branson has a food prep kitchen and a photo opportunity kitchen, and Elon Musk just mixed them up by going in the wrong one? I tell you what, I'm and thinking. That's actually the one where they make butties and shepherd's pies and stuff. Mm. <laughs> well. Of course, at the Palace of Versailles, if I remember rightly, Marie Antoinette. You there? No, <laughs> well, she no had clearly a, I was out. <laughs> she had a dairy built. Frank was outside. And, <laughs> and so Marie Antoinette, was when she got fed up of being a, a super rich queen, mm. would go and play at being a dairy maid and put on a sort of a slightly fancier version. I believe the... Um, the buckets that she used was Cape de Monte. Lovely. But anyway, so she would pretend, she enjoyed pretending to be a, a milkmaid. So maybe um, Richard Branson likes pretending mm. he lives in a 1980s Bovis home and he's got one that he goes and hangs out in. Well, I have the answer to this Go because on. Elon actually responded to one of the tweets. Did he? He did. did. He said... Does he live in an elongated community? (laughs) (laughs) Very good. He'd be a nice friend for you, Frank. No, I I don't don't like... Men's feet really give me this. I don't know where women cope with men's feet. We don't. Good time. Elon actually responded to someone saying, you're a billionaire and you've got cupboards like that, throwing shade at Branson. Mm. Elon responded to one of these tweets and said, it was Richard's rental house. Which, oh. Actually, he probably let's do the accent. It was Richard's rental house, which overall is great. Mm. But I agree <laughs> regarding the cabinets. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then he said, ha ha, full stop. <laughs> then he said it was 3am the day of the flight. I wasn't expecting this brutal pic of me to be posted, but oh well. Oh well sounds like... But you know I, I what? I don't like the sound of that. I don't know about you, but... It, if I was going to drop in at someone in three, three in the morning, I mean, even if they'd got, like, a meeting the next day or something, <laughs> if they were flying to space, I might let them have a proper sleep. Yeah. I mean, what a night to pick. Hi, I just thought, well, it's three o'clock in the morning, Elon. Yeah, you're not, you're not are you busy tomorrow? <laughs> it's the weirdest thing to do. Um, maybe just, maybe Richard couldn't sleep because he was um, pre, pre-space. Well, Elon is a creature of the night. 
He's, he's, really? he's up all night. He? He's one of these, you know, it's like uh, the Back to the Future. Elon Dusk, I call him. Oh, come oh, on. For come goodness on. sake. We're talking about Musk, Bezos and Branson. I have to say Bezos, mm. if you're going to call him that, he did a very good um, put you're down. You're going to call him that? He did a very good put down <laughs> in the thing because there's this thing, the Carmen line, which is a, a height that you get above the planet and that is, there's some dispute about when yeah. you're in space. That's it. Yeah. And the Carmen line seems to be sort of what do we think it is al about 50 something miles the carmen 60 the carmen something like 56 yeah and richard branson went 53 i mean imagine getting that close and then finding (laughs) out but what 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 bezos said was he said that the uh, he said no we're going up to the carmen line when we do it he said i don't want any of my um astronauts with an asterisk next to their oh. name so it says astronaut asterisk and then you look it up and they've only gone as far as the other thing I mean it's, it's being a, yeah. a bit but, Tom Petty but it's great though, isn't the, it? <laughs> the asterisk thing it's like yeah. me being described as a singer asterisk just also, under not quite authentic Frank he also uh, twisted the knife further Bezos Bezos, he likes to do oh, that. Yeah. By saying, and your kitchen's rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> no, he didn't. <laughs> no, he said something like uh, it only has airplane-sized windows. Oh, yeah? I mean, that... Oh, yeah, that was weird, wasn't it? a bit it? childish now. I quite, quite like that. Imagine <laughs> getting up there and uh, you can hardly see out the window and you're in space. That'd be a letdown, wouldn't it? I'm imagining they're pine-framed. <laughs> What if, the, what if the spaceship is like the kitchen and there's things like a, like a mog tree and stuff like that? World's be best dad. Fridge magnet. <laughs> Branson, anyway, he went up, didn't he? Fair play to him. He went up and he did it. And he did that thing about getting going on about the view of Earth and how moved he was. But it's everyone ever mm-hmm. goes into space. Um, and he, I yeah. say everyone. I, I went to a talk by Helen Sharman, the, um, the the British astronaut, and someone said, "So when you see Earth from space, that must be a very spiritual moment." <laughs> and she said, "Yes, people who have spiritual moments are not that helpful in space." <laughs> <laughs> All right, Helen, we get the message, Helen. I like that. <laughs> Can I say, by the way, because we're near the end of the show, that um, a great radio event is about to occur, and that is Alan Cochran's new yes. Radio 4 show, Centrist Dad. It's tomorrow, is it, Al? It is tomorrow, yes. Don't sound I mean, embarrassed it's on about it. Not I mean, it's on it's on the Sounds app for like a month or something. So OK. It's That's there. Radio 4 anyway, tomorrow. Seven, is it 7.15? Yeah. Something like that, yeah. Oh, God, he's so sheepish about it, Al. Anyway, no, check it out, when guys. It is. Check it out. It's on Radio <laughs> 4. You're Alan so sheepish, Cochran. or as Paul Merson says, sheepless. Is that what he said? Yeah, he likes it. He'll <laughs> say um, what he's done. He's been, uh, he, he's been taking that very sheeplessly. 
He's been very sheepless about that. <laughs> I think he was talking about Gabriel Oak in Far From the Madding Crow, to be fair. Well, I'm Good on. I'm, what about this? I'm on stage on um, Wednesday Shut in Lincoln. Up. I'm actually back. I'm resuming the tour that ended February oh, 2020. Guess who's back? Back yeah. again. We're wearing the same guess shirt. It's all right. I had a sniff the other day. It's all right. <laughs> Can we buy tickets? Can, can I come? Can we still buy tickets? Oh, I think Is it sold some, out? I think some tickets are available, yeah. I might come. Um, uh, yeah, because I've got four, four... I'm back, four gigs this week. And so where are you on Wednesday? I'm in um, Lincoln on Wednesday and then two shows at the Alexandra Theatre in Birmingham and then I shall be in Manchester on... Oh. Um, I might come and see you. Do I have to cross the Carmen line, though? Um, I think, well, you can hang up your washing on the Carmen line. Have you any dirty... Everybody at home, have you any dirty... I said everybody, any dirty washing... Are you going to... Okay, don't bother. Thank you so much for listening to us um, this morning. Very lovely of you. And if the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again this time next week. Now, um, get out.